Welcome to the Building Healthy Organizations podcast. We understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior in the workplace. I'm glad you joined us today for our continued journey to understand how to build a healthy organization. What does it take to effectively and successfully lead a team in a remote work environment or a virtual environment, whatever you want to call it? I was talking to a team leader the other day, and this is a senior leader, been around a long time, led a lot of teams over the years. And he said to me, you know, before all this remote work thing, I was an awesome leader, but now I'm not awesome anymore. <laughs> and and I we both laughed about that. And I asked him a question. Why do you think that is? And his answer was, well, obviously the difference is everybody being in one place versus everybody being disconnected and spread out. And I said, there's a key word you just used. It's disconnected. Now, we're going to focus on what does it take to effectively and successfully lead remote workers, remote teams, hybrid teams. As we work through that, it's just obvious that in today's world, to be a leader, even to be a team member, is more demanding than it has ever been. The move to remote work and hybrid teams has increased the complexity. And there are some things that are missing now, things that happened organically that are not happening organically anymore. And we're going to focus on those things because there is a way to regain those things. But let, we need to understand what they are. We need to break them down. We need to look at them and really say, what are we missing what are the things that we want to make sure that we create a way to integrate into what we do now, even though the way we do it is different than what it used to be? There are several key elements to watch when you're leading remote and hybrid teams. There's engagement, there's innovation, productivity, focus, return on investment, connection, trust, teamwork, motivation, execution, and change or the ability to embrace change, being change resilient. Now, that's a lot of things to watch. Here's what I want us to focus on. The last five, trust, teamwork, motivation, execution, and change embracing, looking at change as an opportunity, not a problem. Those are the key drivers of success in teams. And I've talked about that in previous podcasts, and we'll talk about it again more in future podcast episodes. But bottom line, those first six are very important, and here's why. They can actually be used as lead indicators. What is a lead indicator if you don't know? It's simply an indicator that will give you a quick, short-term look 
are we headed in the right direction? A lag indicator, those are very good as well. But the problem with a lag indicator is it's, it's later on and you can't go back and change things or redirect or do something different. As we look at these six things and break them down, let's try to identify specific things you can do as a leader, or if you know other leaders, things you can share with them that will help enhance their leadership in this new reality of virtual teams and remote teams. So these six lead indicators, think of them kind of as pulse points, things you can, you can assess quickly, you can get a sense of where they are, and it may not be completely 100% accurate, and that's okay. These are trends. These are things we want to try to track consistently. Watch the trend line. Where are they? The first one I want to talk about is engagement. So for the sake of what we're talking about today, let's define engagement as the emotional commitment someone has to the effort. How much is the individual willing to invest themselves into the effort? You know, I recently spoke with a business owner who showed me his organizational climate survey for 2022. It was done by one of the well-known climate survey organizations. I'm not going to say who. He was concerned that his engagement numbers have been dropping over the past few years. Then he asked me a critical question. He said, how do we increase engagement? I've looked through this entire binder, and it was literally three or four inches thick. He said, I've looked through this entire binder, and have not found anything describing how to do that. And that's the problem with most of these climate surveys. You get tons of data, literally tons of data, but not any really truly actionable pathway to enhancing these critical success factors. So let's focus for a minute on engagement. Here are some secrets to enhancing engagement. And specifically, I'm focused in on hybrid teams and remote teams. So number one, invest in the development of your people. If you want higher engagement levels, you need to invest in your people, their development, their growth. The next, include people in important conversations and decisions. Who knows the landscape better than the people who are actually doing the work? So if they feel included, it is natural that the engagement level is going to go up. And this is not limited by being in person or being remote. These are things you can do in remote settings. Practice deliberate connection. And I'm not talking about communication just communication. I'm talking about connection, connecting with people, getting to understand who they are, sharing life with them, sharing work with them. Another one, 
find fun ways to connect and collaborate. It doesn't all have to be boring and dull and project-oriented. There can be fun ways of doing things, connecting and collaborating. Another secret, communicate, communicate, communicate. When you think you've communicated enough on a specific area, do it five times more. Now, I know that sounds crazy, but the reality is when you're in a remote kind of situation, you have remote workers, sometimes that communication and the priorities and the urgency and the importance doesn't get through on the first or second or even third communication, especially if you're doing it by email. As much as possible, when anything is important or urgent, do it by phone, do it by uh, some kind of virtual conference, but do it as face-to-face as possible. And the last one as far as increasing or enhancing engagement is celebrate wins. We know that teams that celebrate wins are 25 times more likely to have long-term success. That comes right out of the vitality, workplace vitality study by six seconds. And that was very recently released in 2022. So what's the next one? The next lead indicator we can look at, something that would give us an idea of how our team is doing is innovation. Now that one might seem a little strange to you, but One of the big losses by going from in-person teams to remote teams is innovation. And there's a reason for that. Hybrid and remote teams have a unique challenge here because conversations and what-if discussions that used to happen organically in the office, they simply don't happen that way anymore we have missed that opportunity when we have moved to remote work. Now, there's nothing wrong with remote work, but the reality is certain things that used to happen organically or naturally in an office setting are just not going to happen. So innovation itself, and what is it? Let's, Let's break it down. It's a combination of creating options, working through possibilities, discovering new approaches, doing some research, refining, trial and error, the scientific method, and curiosity. When you put those things together, you can get innovation. All of those elements are far more difficult in a virtual environment than they are in person. So here's some secrets to enhancing innovation in a virtual environment. Create a scheduled time to innovate regularly. Now that may sound completely counterintuitive. Wait a minute, we're going to schedule time to be innovative. Well, yeah, you kind of need to do that because if you don't make that a priority, it's not going to happen. Being innovative doesn't mean being impulsive. You can innovate in a more structured fashion around structured times to get together to focus on those things. 
use identified gaps or weaknesses as the focus for innovation. If you know you have some gaps or weaknesses in your team, your organization, the work effort, the systems, use those to be the accelerators of innovative thinking. Reward people whose ideas lead to innovation. That's a great way to drive innovation. Doesn't matter if you're remote or in person, that will work either way. Designate someone to be the champion of innovation and drive innovation efforts. There's nothing wrong with that as well. Have someone who can step up, be innovative, make things happen. And the last one, create an innovation channel. A central place where ideas, comments can be captured, they can be visible, people can work on them at different times. But all of those ideas and thoughts and everything that goes into that can be captured and then shared with with people that are involved. Here's the next lead indicator that is important to ensure that you're successfully leading a team of remote workers. Productivity. Well, that makes sense, right? Obviously, productivity is important. But in a remote or virtual environment, here's a way to look at it. Each role in the team should bring a certain amount of value and a certain amount of productivity. So if we can clarify what's important to ensuring team success, especially in a virtual environment uh, where visual management is difficult due to the remote nature, then we can better measure productivity through remote and virtual environments And we've got to figure that the old ways of doing things are simply not going to work as well. We base those old models, those old ways of doing things on us all being in the office at the same time. Well, that's not the case anymore. Here's some secrets to enhancing productivity. Change the value productivity measures away from ours and into tasks completed or projects completed. I like the shorter term focus, like certain tasks being completed. I have had many, many senior leaders and owners say to me, we have no idea if we are getting a full 40 hours out of our employees because they're remote workers. That creates a number of different challenges. Number one, are you saying to your your employees, your workers, then that you don't trust them? I mean, we have to think about that, right? But also, there may be truth in that. There are people that will take advantage of that situation. So in its very nature of being disconnected, this remote work environment can create some doubt, some uncertainty, and and may diminish trust simply because of the nature of the dynamic itself, of being disconnected. So productivity, when we think about it, how do we enhance that 
in a virtual environment or with remote workers, remote teams. Number one, we said change the value away from hours or time to what has been done, what has been completed. And most people know, most teams know, how much time it's going to take to complete a specific task. Number two, consider project management approach where progress is measured against deliverables within appropriate timelines. That's one way that you might think about it. Here's another way. Find ways to create visual tracking systems to show daily and weekly progress. Make that available to everybody in the team who's involved. Here's another one to think about. Set up a weekly performance coaching system where weekly goals are set, discussed, agreed to, and then reviewed the following week. I really like that forward-looking coaching process because I think that really adds significantly to the ability to focus in and get the important things done. It also gives you the chance to revise, to change directions more easily because you are constantly reviewing and assessing what's going on and then resetting goals and expectations if that's needed. It makes you more change embracing. Here's something else to think about. Create what I call liberating structures. What is that? It's accountability practices. You can create accountability practices for every role and then track those as part of that weekly coaching review and discussion process. Those are some very simple ways that we can enhance productivity in this new virtual team dynamic. There's another one that I want to talk about, focus. This may seem like a hard one to measure as a lead indicator. However, if we think about focus as a measure of time to successfully complete a specific task or effort, so think of applied attention. How well is someone applying their attention to a specific task to complete that within a specific period of time? We can better manage this critical resource if we can think about it in ways that are more objective. Focus is not solely owned by the team member, however. We can't simply say, oh, you're not focused, or you didn't do that in the allotted time, so therefore you, your focus was bad. No, there's a lot of other stuff going on here that we need to be aware of. There may be other factors that impact the ability to focus and complete those tasks, Uh, And focus is also a team attribute. There is a wonderful book uh, on focus by Daniel Goleman. He's kind of one of the founding fathers of uh, emotional intelligence, the the sub-science of neuroscience called emotional intelligence. And the book is named Focus, The Hidden Driver of Excellence. I've read the book. It's excellent. It, It really helps to understand what focus is, how it works, and how we can help ourselves and others apply this in better ways. 
as we look through ways to enhance focus, how can we do that? Because focus seems like something hard to get your your brain wrapped around, maybe hard to really grab hold of. Well, here's some secrets for enhancing focus. Ensure that expectations to accomplish tasks and efforts are clear and have easy to understand metrics. It's going to be a lot easier to focus on something when you know what's expected and you know the metrics, how it's going to be measured. Identify unnecessary distractions that take away from focus and get rid of them. Just step back and reflect on what's getting in the way. That's a great question to ask. And I ask that question a lot in my coaching and consulting. What's getting in the way of where you want to be? Engage team members regularly in discussions about focus and what might be causing their distractions. You'd be surprised at the kinds of thoughts and ideas that will come out of those kinds of conversations. There are some amazing ideas that team members have brought up that I have seen happen in meetings where we talk about focus. Create a shared value of making focus a priority. And then allow any team member to speak up when they see a problem. And that's a big deal. If we don't allow them to speak up whenever they see a problem around focus, then, then we've kind of shot ourselves in the foot. It, that's not going to encourage the type of focus on focus that we want. And the last thing to think about around focus and enhancing it is assess your current systems and processes for embedded triggers of distraction. Do you have something in your systems or your processes that almost automatically create distractions or, or just trigger a loss of focus for people? And that happens more than you might think. So the next lead indicator to look at is return on investment. That sounds, I mean, we all know what return on investment is, but it actually means different things to different people, many times depending on what your role is in the organization. It's many times attached to long-term results. But what if we applied it as an ongoing guide to refine our approach, our processes, and our efforts. ROI, or return on investment, could be in dollars. I mean, that's we hear that a lot. But it can also be in time saved. It can be in talent retained. It can be in ca- capacity and developed and enhanced. Competencies enhanced. Waste reduced improved collaboration, the possibilities are almost endless. Think of ways you can measure return on investment in the short term, even week to week. So here's some secrets around how do we enhance return on investment or ROI. So maybe just simply track weekly goals achieved. If you, if you would approach this this weekly coaching and and goal setting process, kind of a forward looking 
process that happens every week, it would be very easy to calculate how many goals are achieved on average every week. Is it three out of five? Is it two out of five? What What is that number? That's one way to see how the return on investment is going. And then if adjustments need to be made, you can make them right then and there. You Are the goals too big? Is it not right to ask somebody to do that in a week? Or are you not getting the productivity and the engagement that you want? See how these things overlap and they... They're kind of integrated with each other. Another way to measure return on investment is watch trends on key metrics. Are they moving in the right direction? So whatever those metrics are you watch, are they moving in the right direction? And again, they don't have to be 100% precise and accurate, but do you get a sense that things are moving in the right direction? Do you see numbers that would support that? Another thing you can do for greater return on investment in these remote uh, workers, this, this virtual team dynamic, equip your current team members with new skills or competencies, which then enhances their value to themselves and to the team. So there's a great return on investment. Because one investment in developing an employee impacts them, it impacts their engagement, it impacts their productivity, their value to themselves, their value to the organization, their value to the team. That is a multiplicity of benefits. It is one investment that brings you back many returns. Another thing you can do, reward efforts and ideas that enhance return on investment just like we would for innovation. If somebody comes up with an idea that, that creates greater margins, greater profits, that enhances our return on investment, let's reward that because that's the kind of behavior that you want to reinforce. You definitely want to reward that. So the next one I want to talk about, and really the last one, the last lead indicator, it may be the most critical to success for teams, and that's connection. Teams do not function well in the absence of connection. Now, connection doesn't mean people have to be in person, but connection is not just communication either. It is authentically connecting with other people. The very word team can only be an accurate description when connection is present and practiced. Connection is the doorway to building trust, and trust is the fuel that drives team performance. In a recent study, we saw that trust predicts 72%, actually greater than 72% of, of team success outcomes. That's a big deal. So, you can't really build trust without good, authentic connection with other people. Here's some secrets to enhancing connection, especially in this hybrid or, or remote work team environment. You got to plan for it. Again, I know that may sound odd, but you have to plan 
Connection. You have to plan times to connect, ways to connect. It may seem strange, but in the absence of everyone being in the same office, time for authentic connection has to become a priority. So we have to set aside time for it. We have to plan for it. Second thing you can do, be creative in ways to connect with your team. Find a balance of work and fun when you connect. It doesn't all have to be work. And it certainly all shouldn't be fun, but find the right mix, the right mix for you, the right mix for your team. What else can you do? Well, teach connection skills. Literally teach active listening. Teach people how to ask good questions so they can gain greater insights. And then teach them how to reflect so they can better understand what other people are saying. Those are the three elements of true authentic connection. And think of that in a cycle that just repeats and repeats and repeats. Active listening, ask good questions, reflect to understand. Here's the next thing you can do to enhance connection. Enhance emotional intelligence skills especially the skills of empathy, optimism, understanding the emotions that are present in that moment and in the team, and navigating emotions well. The emotions of yourself, the emotions of other people. And the last secret that I'd like to share is be ruthless about creating a team culture of psychological safety, and a quality of conversational sharing. That came out of the Google study on Teams. The two things they found as the common factors in high-performing teams. It wasn't what they expected to find, but it has driven team building and enhancing team success for several years now. Psychological safety, the ability to speak up no matter what and not fear any kind of punitive action against you. That's what psychological safety is. And equality of conversational sharing. Everybody gets to be part of the conversation in roughly equal amounts. That's a lot. It's a lot to think about. So what do we do with all of this? Well, to close this out, with new challenges, new skills are needed. And leading hybrid and remote teams is a new challenge. While that's been around for a while, it really hasn't become the norm until the last few years. Now that the world is changing, now that the dynamic is changing, And some of that may change back, but it will never be the same. So the old ways of doing things in leading teams, there may be some good there and there may be some things that are still effective. Great. Keep those. Hold on to that. But in reality... As I was talking to a senior leader the other day who looked at me and said, 
my old ways of leading are not working very well in this leading a remote team environment. I don't think he's alone in feeling that way. Leadership will always be a challenge, will always experience change, will always demand our best. The question is, do you want to be a leader worth following? You can be. The choice is yours. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Building Healthy Organizations by EQFIT. We do understand how the human brain works and how that impacts behavior and performance in the workplace. We also love hearing your suggestions and ideas. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please send us an email at info at gscfit.com. For more information and inspiration, check us out on YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and of course our website, eqfit.org.